to Theology with an English Accent. I'm David, it is currently Thursday morning, and I haven't recorded the video yet, so let's get to it. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for God is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So Paul begins the section with, therefore. So whenever we read scripture and we see therefore, we have to ask, what's it therefore? What's he referring to? So what we need to do is we need to go back to the preceding verses to understand Paul's flow of thought. And in this case, Paul had been speaking about um, the Philippians and exhorting them to humility and unity and using Jesus as the perfect example of humility. So as a consequence of that, he's going to talk some more. And he refers to them as my beloved. This is a term of endearment. As I said back at the beginning, this is a letter from friends to friends. Uh, Paul isn't writing with the full weight of his authority because he doesn't have to. He knows the Philippians, they know him, and they share a mutual bond of love. So he says, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For God is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So, much in the same way as before, Paul exhorts them to continue in his absence. Whether he's there or not, keep at it. And he, he, tells, he tells them to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, it's clear from this that um, more works aren't involved in our initial salvation. They do have a role to play in our final salvation. And you only have to just do a brief survey of scripture to find, um, find exhortations to persevering in good works, striving for holiness, fighting against um, the flesh and the devil. And Paul tells them to work out this salvation with fear and trembling because of the seriousness of this task. You know, they're, they're very salvation. Paul goes on, Do all things without grumbling or questioning, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am poured out as a libation upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. So Paul begins by speaking about not grumbling and being innocent, children of God within a crooked and perverse generation. And what he's doing here is he's, he's quoting partially, but he's definitely alluding to the Song of Moses. Now this was during the Exodus when Moses reflects and considers the disobedience and the ingratitude of the children of Israel. He says, they have dealt corruptly with him, they are no longer his children because of their blemish. They are a perverse and crooked generation. So here, Paul is alluding to the Song of Moses and saying, don't be like that, be the opposite. And his, even his reference to grumbling and questioning was also reminiscent of the Exodus. Because if you've ever read the story of the Exodus, it happens again and again and again. You know, the, the rebellion of Israel always begins with grumbling. It begins with questioning. And it's not just the fact that they were asking questions. They were questioning God's goodness. 
So here's a section from Exodus. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. But the people were thirsty for water there and grumbled against Moses. They said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to make us and our children and livestock die of thirst? So you see in those, in those little sections, we've got lots of grumbling and lots of questioning. And Paul is exhorting the Philippians to not grumble, not question, because we know where that ends up. What Paul is doing is he's taking that Old Testament passage and extracting the moral sense, the moral meaning out of the passage and applying it to the Philippians. Paul goes on, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. So again, Paul is exhorting them to being steadfast to the, the word of life. So here he's talking about the gospel that he preached to them. And he wants them to remain steadfast to it, not only for their own good, but so that on the day of Christ, judgment day, when all works will be manifested, he may know that he didn't work in vain, that he didn't pour his life out into them in vain. But then he goes on and says, even if I'm to be poured as a libation upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you should be glad and rejoice with me. So Paul uses that word rejoice twice. And Paul finds joy in the fact that his, his life is being poured out. Here it says libation. Other translations will say a drink offering. And this refers to the wine and oil uh, sacrifices, offerings, that were poured out in the temple every morning and evening um, as the lambs were sacrificed. So once again, Paul is speaking of himself in sacrificial terms, and even the faith of the Philippians as a sacrifice. And he says, because he's pouring his life out like this, it, the Philippians should find joy in it, because he finds joy, Paul finds joy in pouring out his life for others. Which brings us once more back again to the theme of imitation of Christ. So I don't have any questions today, and the challenge is to memorize a verse from this passage. My two suggestions are uh, verses 12 and 13. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for God is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And the other one is from verse 14. Do everything without grumbling or questioning. Sorry, this video is a little rushed. I will try and get to uh, the next one a little bit in advance next time. But until next time, as Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen said, God love you.